At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, we've been saying all day long that the wrong story is going to get most of the headlines. That is impeachment and or the um, Inspector General report coming out. The biggest story in America should be the Afghanistan papers that are out in the Washington Post. U.S. officials misled public about Afghan war. Confidential documents reveal for 18 years we were misled or lied to. Uh, which I'm not surprised by, but I'm still very angry about. Craig Whitlock is an investigative reporter for the Washington Post, and we are very grateful that Craig carved us out a couple of minutes today uh, on the day of the release of this blockbuster story. Craig, how are you, sir? Very good. Thanks for having me. Well, it's our pleasure. I'm I'm so mad reading through this. Um, we, we had been saying on the air for years, what are we trying to accomplish? I, it doesn't look to me like we have a goal. It seems to me like if we left today, it'd be the same result as if we left five years from now or five years ago. Turns out behind the scenes, they were saying the same sorts of things, right? That's right. I mean, those are pretty basic questions, and you'd think people in position of power would have been asking them, and it turns out they weren't. They didn't have very good answers, and this has been going on for many, many years. They didn't know why we were there, how it would end, or how would we would get out. How did you get this information? So this started over three years ago. I'm, I'm a slow reporter, I guess, but we, we filed Freedom Information Act requests with an obscure government agency called the Special Inspector General for Afghanistan. We'd heard they'd done an interview with Michael Flynn, the retired Army general. This was back in 2016, and Flynn was in the news, of course, for his support of Trump during the presidential campaign. But we had heard Flynn had given this long, uh, very blunt interview about Afghanistan and the war there. So we put in a public records request and uh, we thought we were going to get it and we had to file a lawsuit. And this agency really dragged its feet for three years. It turned out that in addition to the Flynn interview, there were hundreds more. And so we had to sue and file more Freedom Information Act requests for those two, and it just it took a long time to pry them loose out of the government. They didn't want to cough them up. 
Well, it's encouraging in a way, Craig, that those documents exist at all. There seem to have been a serious effort to understand what our strategies are, how they're working, and, and whether they're likely to bear fruit. It's just that once many of those answers or preliminary answers were learned, they were buried, which is frightening. Well, that's right. And the context of this, this was a special project that this inspector general for Afghanistan had started in 2014. And the timing's important because in 2014, everybody thought the war was coming to an end, right? Uh, Obama had said, I'm going to pull all U.S. troops out by the end of my presidency. Uh, And that's where people thought things were going. We were drawing down the number of troops there. So they thought they'd do this project and interview hundreds of people to see what went wrong in Afghanistan so that, you know, in the future, if we ever got stuck in another war, we wouldn't repeat the mistakes. But of course, it turned out we, we didn't leave Afghanistan. And Obama left several thousand troops there and Trump sent several thousand more and the war is still going on. So these were these were lessons that were not learned. And subsequently, the government was trying very hard to to keep them suppressed, as you pointed out. Do you get any sense that there was um much difference in the attitudes behind the scenes in the Obama administration versus the Bush administration, or did it just, uh, once you got at the level of the military, kind of be the same direction of let's just keep uh, stumbling along, doing our best? I think both of them were trying to to operate the war as best they knew. But what was striking is behind the scenes, both of them were equally guilty of not being forthcoming with the American people about how things were going. I mean, I, we went back and we separately, we got these memos that Rumsfeld had written, thousands of them from an outfit called the National Security Archive, which is a nonprofit group that had sued the Pentagon to get these memos Rumsfeld had written. There's one back in April of 2002. So six months after the war started, He writes a memo to several generals and he says, I may be impatient. In fact, I know I'm a bit impatient, but we are never going to get the U.S. military out of Afghanistan unless we take care to see that there is something going on that will provide the stability that will be necessary for us to leave. Then he ended it with one word. He said, help, exclamation point. Again, this is back in 2002. Wow. And Rumsfeld saying, we're never going to get the troops out. Uh, and oh, that's incredible. Right. And that's a guy, but, you know, nobody was told this back then. And he was a Vietnam era guy. So he he understood how that momentum happened, that inertia. Right. Craig Whitlock is on the line of The Washington Post. Craig, it's it's disturbing if uh, the generals or the politicians say, uh, you know, we have X number of this and we have pacified this uh, amount of square mileage. And therefore, it's clear we are making progress. I mean, if 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 their example is not good evidence, that's disturbing. But if the evidence itself was faked up, that's just extra galling. And according to your article, uh, down to the lowest level, a lot of the statistics were being faked up. That's right. And, you know, to be honest, I wasn't shocked by that. I covered the Pentagon, the U.S. military for several years for the Post, particularly during the Obama administration. For that, I was a foreign correspondent. And we would get told all the time by commanders, uh, you know, that they were making progress. And they would couch it by saying that, you know, it's a tough fight and there's going to be setbacks. But they would 
throw out these statistics all the time and they always they always seem cherry picked you know one's you know meant to show a certain certain portrait uh, but to see people admit in these interviews these confidential interviews that yeah we we did doctor them up we distorted the statistics we only pulled the ones that made things look good and we buried the others and we funneled these all the way up to the white house like that you know it's right. one thing to see it in black and white them admit it Craig, a thousand apologies. We are up against a hard break, but this is some some serious, great journalism. It's stuff the American people ought to be reading, and uh, and we thank you not only for the work you did, but your time today, man. Thanks. Thank you. Take care. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.